Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on! Well, it's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey and Bethesda, Maryland. And this is news that you can use from CarEdge with your hosts, Zach and Ray. And if I may start off the show on a somewhat somber note, um, today, mm-hmm. Zach, would have been your mother's 70th birthday. Um, so it would. Happy birthday, dear. Yeah, it is a... Uh... Sad reminder every year when it's mom's birthday, anniversary or yep. death as well, and your wedding anniversary. Those are the three that, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are the three. Well, 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 two of the three come within like a uh, three and a half week period of time. And that that's the real issue for me. So, yeah. yeah. Well, appreciate but, you still doing the show, dad. Yeah. But even in spite of that, I will somehow force myself to, uh, talk about the issues of the day as they appear in the automobile industry and make it as uh, interesting as I possibly can. Thank you, Pops. All right, let us jump right in. I'm concerned, man. I'm concerned. We've got now a new trend in the used car market, wholesale used car market, and you know what happens in the wholesale market. will ultimately end up impacting the retail market dad the headline in cox automotive wholesale used vehicle prices increase in january now that is month over month year over year wholesale prices are still down significantly about 13 percent. but month yes. over month dad and let me scroll down to the chart month over month we're seeing that we're seeing a u-shaped recovery in wholesale used vehicle prices we'll read it up here, wholesale used vehicle prices increased 2.5% in January compared to December. The Mannheim used vehicle value index rose to 2248 That's what the chart is down below. That's still down nearly 13% year over year. January's increase was driven in part by the seasonal adjustment. We'll talk about that in a moment. The non-adjusted price change in January was an increase of 1.5% compared to December, moving the unadjusted average price down 11% year over year. Long story short, month over month prices went up. Year over year prices went down. Now, Black Book, Dad, Black Book's showing a similar trend in all honesty. I'll, I'll share that tab so that we can take a peek as well. Each week, Black Book is looking at the broader market, not just Mannheim, but the market mm-hmm. overall, Dad. And they're showing that used vehicle depreciation is slowing down um, and even yes. slower than what it, it would historically be. So what should we make of all this, Pops? Uh, I apparently what we should make of all this is that um, I, I don't want to necessarily say there's a sh- pre-owned cars, but what I will say is there's a shortage of good pre-owned cars and the dealers are willing to still pay up for the good two to three, two to six year old used cars that are out there. Um, and I believe They're doing that in a more robust manner this year than what we have historically seen in the past. Um, And I think some of that was based on the fact that retail volume, I believe, Mm -hmm. for used cars was up slightly in January, which was unusual at best for the month. And so dealers always being reactive 
instead of factive are reacting to the fact that sales were up greater than than they would have ever anticipated for January. And so they think there's going to be a shortage of inventory. And so they're willing to overpay to get their hands on it at the moment. I will say though, dad, the used car data is colored in the same way that the new car sales data was. So let's look at this here. This is back at Cox Automotive. January's total new light vehicle sales were up 4.2% year over year with the same number of selling days. Okay, so we know that new vehicle sales were up. The issue, as we talked about it before, was the sales into rental car company fleets, commercial fleets, government fleets. That's what drove that as well. And so you've got to wonder a little bit if the same thing has happened here on the used car side. Now, traditionally, fleets aren't buying used vehicles. But I wonder, Dad, if that's something that's going on as well. Could those buyers also be, again, shortage of good used cars? Could they be in the market helping to elevate or helping to increase some of these sales rates that we're seeing at the auction on the used car side as well? Uh, Well, Considering that the increase in fleet sales was um, was government fleets, uh, large corporation fleets, and to a smaller degree, uh, rental car company fleet purchases, um, I don't know that that would necessarily have an impact on the pre-owned cars. Um, now, the yeah. concern might be that um, there's not enough new cars yet out there and and because we had lost what was it 15 to 18 million Mm -hmm. cars of production over the last two years that there were 15 to 18 million cars that weren't sold that would have been sold uh that would have created more trade-ins so um, maybe that's the factor because we've heard from any number of people that the of the pre-owned cars being offered at the auctions is way down. Um, yeah. You know, uh, uh, it's it just, it, what's if it's a nice car running through the sales, it's bringing all the money and then some. And if it's crap, it's still bringing too much money. Um, because, yeah. you know, there's there's just a shortage. and And right now is when dealers start to build up for what they hope will be a a rather robust spring selling season. Uh, We'll have to see how that pans out based on the amount of of income tax refunds that people are going to get this year, which the anticipation is that they're going to be much smaller than what people had been used to in the past. So there's any number of things that can impact this. Um, and it was surprising to all that uh, the used car values went up as they did in January and that used car sales volume was as high as it was in January. It was unexpected good news for dealers, unexpected bad news for consumers. You have to remember, Zach, yeah. that when dealers are happy, customers are not. And when customers are happy, dealers are not. So do you think do you think we're going to see, I hate to do this, but I, I got another email today and I'll, I'll pull it up on the screen, Dad. I got another email today from our friends over at, at Carvana. And you can see it here, you know, good news. We just dropped the price even more. And I, I want to, if it's okay with you to Dad, I want to actually look, let, let's do this. Let's, let's take a quick peek. Let's see what this... Okay. 2017 Acura MDX with 97,564 miles. That is insane. 
That is the super handling all-wheel drive. So they've got it at 27,900. Do you think... I've got a couple parts to this question. Do you think that we're actually going to see like Carvana report better than expected earnings, partly because there was a stronger January than expected? And I also want to take that vehicle that we just looked at. I want to put it into black book live on the show and see if it's an actual fair price. Well, uh, do I think Carvana will report stronger earnings because January had improved sales? No, because the fourth quarter earnings ended the end of December. So it'll be strictly based on what happened October, November, and December. Um, so I, I, I think once we get their financials, uh, that it'll be abysmal um, for, yeah. for the amount of sales and the amount of revenue. Per- um, and even though that particular vehicle is listed at, what, 27990 or something like that, it me just off the top of my head, I'm, uh, you know, I, I haven't I haven't been in in the dealership in four or five years. But if I were to guess, if I were to guess, um, the the right price for that should probably be closer to twenty thousand. Um, the right retail price for that. Let's plug it into Black Book, and I also just want to address. I see it happening in the chat. If you are looking to get financing through a credit union, there are four credit unions that we endorse. That we work yes caredge.com slash finance outside of that wild west there are good credit unions there are bad credit unions so there are four that we endorse and again caredge.com slash finance to see where those are and obviously we can help you get set up with them as well all right dad let's plug that vin in and that vehicle had let me double check it had ninety seven thousand five hundred four miles yep. not nine hundred and seventy four thousand let's ninety seven thousand five hundred there we go there you go and let's yeah. just say we're in my state here of maryland okay all right so original msrp on this vehicle way back when was fifty thousand dollars uh-huh retail black book says look at this guys this is insane this is straight from black book we can see the trade-in value the private party value and the retail value in great condition average condition and poor condition Again, the asking price over at Carvana is 27990 and that is down, Dad. I got the email marketing today from $29,990, yet these are the actual prices someone should be thinking about paying. Yes, yeah, so so let's assume it's, it's a Carvana car, which means it's not going to be in great condition. Perhaps it's an average condition. So the average retail price should be $21,450. Um, and I said that I thought the retail number on that car should be much closer to 20000 Not even having been in the dealerships in four or five years, I think I was pretty spot on, especially for a car that has nearly 100,000 miles on it. Yeah, it's an Acura, which means, yeah, it's a Honda, uh, and and there's a much greater life expectancy for for those type of vehicles, but it's it's not worth more than fifty percent of its original MSRP six model years in. It's just not, regardless of what Carvana it is, says. <laughs> it is nice to be able to see on that black book valuation there the like the full suite trade and private party and retail and all the different conditions, and then yeah to put that 
into perspective with what a company like Carvana is asking. Their prices are ridiculous. Any video we yes. ever come up with or anyone you ever hear say fire sale at Carvana, huge grain of salt. Huge grain yes. of salt. Like that is <laughs> the prices are way too high to begin with. But it does make you wonder, Dad, if Carvana is looking at the wholesale markets and other, you know, retailers are looking at the wholesale markets and they're seeing some strength there, they might hold on to their pricing a little bit longer than they would have previously because a couple months ago prices were falling precipitously at the auctions now prices seem to be stabilizing at the auctions yeah but but their pricing is still three thousand dollars above great condition pricing okay yeah and as we know they do very little to recondition their cars um yeah you know their reconditioning usually takes takes place after the sale when the customer says, well, there's this, 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 and this wrong, and they say, no problem, go get it handled, we'll pay for it. That's when they do their reconditioning. It's an after-the-fact yeah. reconditioning. So having said that, you know, even if they think that the market's going to come back strongly, it's not coming back 15 to 20% strongly, okay? It, it's not. So that vehicle yeah. is still significantly six to seven thousand dollars overpriced for what it is now is is it worth paying an extra six thousand dollars so that somebody can drop that off at your house on a uh, on a rollback i don't i don't think so but that's just me i mean there are people that prefer to do it that way but yeah i ain't paying an extra six grand so that so that I can have somebody just drop it off in my driveway and then and then tell me, hey, go find out what's wrong with it and we'll fix it then. Yeah, yeah. I hear you loud and clear, Pops. All right. I want to just come here to the chat. Jeremy's asking the question, is Carvana still buying cars? And that sure. ties in here with blessed be the curse. When's peak the peak of tax season? If I want to sell my car, is it now? A month from now and i want to remind everyone back at caredge.com slash sell we can help you get offers from multiple dealers including carvana all in one place and sell your car for the most money possible not to mention the black book trade-in value but let's answer these questions that when is the time to sell would it be now as wholesale values are starting to rebound a little bit and is carvana a viable option there it depends on what kind of car you're trying to sell you know we spoke to uh, brandon from uh, car questions answered the other day and you know, if it's a sub $10,000 car, dealers like him are going to pay for those right now. They're going to be worth more right now. If it's, if it's a, 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 a more expensive car, you know, those, those values don't go up quite as much because of tax season as the cheap cars do. So it depends what kind of car the gentleman's trying to sell, but Based on what we're seeing at the auctions with um, depreciation slowing down on the wholesale yep. side, you know, perhaps another couple of weeks and the value of, of, of his pre-owned car, his or her pre-owned car could very well be a little bit more than it is today. Will it be a lot of it? I, I don't know. It, it depends. Uh, you know, we're only seven or actually six completed days into February. So I I haven't heard anything relative to how dealerships are doing through the first six days of the month. Are sales up over February of yeah. last year? Are they down? Are they about the same? 
Um, and like I said, dealers are reactive, not proactive. So everything's going to hinge on what has been transpiring through the first six days of the month. And, and so we'll have to wait and see a little bit. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Dad. And I will say, I mean, the time to sell a used car is probably going to be here over sometime over the next 60 days, 45 to 60 days, because later on this year, as interest rates continue to go up, like the Fed, Jerome Powell's going to look at that chart from Cox Automotive and say, not on my watch. Like, I will do whatever I need to do to stop that from happening. And quite frankly, that other story we had today, it's, it's more on the new car side, but it will implicate used vehicles as well. I mean, even even Jim Farley, came out and said during earnings last week, we didn't cover the story, yes. but we'll cover it today. Ford CEO Farley says transaction prices will fall in 2023. You don't have to read too, you know, uh, search too diligently in this article. It's right here. Quote, coming back to the U.S., as we said, a 15 million unit industry, we think prices are going to come uh, and the industry are going to fall. Transaction prices will fall about 5%. So you don't have to look that far to realize that prices will go down. What happened last year over the past 18 months is not going to last forever. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, could you read just a little bit further in that paragraph? Um, because the reason that transaction prices were going to fall uh, is because it's going to be a combination of manufacturer incentives and dealers willing to accept lower margins. So, Jim Farley came out and said, guess what? We're going to have to underwrite our, cons our customers buying our vehicles uh, to a, a greater degree moving forward than what we have been doing over the past 12 to 18 months. So he sees the handwriting on the wall. He realizes that the average transaction prices have gotten a little bit out of hand. Um, the average Ford uh, transaction price was over $57,000. Um, that's not really sustainable if you're trying to be yeah. a mass market brand and you're trying to actually expand that market. So he, he's, he knows it's going to cost them more to incentivize customers to continue to buy Ford products. And now, again, put this back in the context of when's the best time to sell my used car. Again, the theme of 2023 will be cash is king and cars are not appreciating assets again. And so if cars, used cars want to appreciate here for six weeks, might just happen. Might happen because there was a stronger than expected January. Maybe there will be a stronger than expected February. There is tax implications, tax season implications. But cars depreciate in 2023. That is going to be a reality. And that means that if you're in the market to sell a car, yeah, sure, maybe it's this week, maybe it's next week. Like I would be tracking the values. I'd be going and using the sell tool on the website to see what your, your vehicle's worth. And it's a situation like we talked about at times last year, sell your car now and then wait to buy the new one because there is going to be more negotiability this year. There just, there simply has to be. I, I can't see a world where there isn't. And Farley's coming out and saying, yeah, we're going to have to incentivize this. And we see it, we, we see it left and right. Everyone we talk to, everyone knows later this year, there's going to have to be incentives. If, if they at Ford expect transaction prices to drop 5%. How, how does that impact all the people that bought new Fords last year and the year before? And how does it accelerate the depreciation of those vehicles? Okay, because normally, as we know from Black Book, you would expect vehicles depreciate somewhere between 12 and 15% 
a year. Now, if yep. average transaction prices are going to drop 5%, that has to increase the speed of depreciation for those those cars that are a year or two years old. So instead of it being yep. maybe 12 to 15%, uh, perhaps it'll be 17 to 20% that they drop just because of the uh, lower transaction prices. So as we see new car pricing come down, uh, whether it be dealers willing to take a, a lower margin, manufacturers willing to invest more in incentives to get customers to buy those, it, it has to indicate that used car values will continue to, to decline at a more rapid pace. I believe, just me, hmm. but I believe that January and what we've seen so far with the increase in, in uh, wholesale values is more of an aberration, okay, that we will look back say when when we're in october or november we will look back at january and we'll go why did that happen okay because i don't think it's a true indicator of of the direction the market's going to continue to go if new car prices are going to come down used car values are going to decline it's the two are tied hand in hand um so I, I think we're going to look back and we're going to say what we saw in January was an aberration that there is no historical present president for it and or presidents for it. And, and we will see wholesale values and hopefully retail values revert to a more normal depreciation level moving forward this year. Yeah, I, I forget. I don't know what the technical term is, but I think it happens in the stock market. You know, you'll look at a chart and you'll see like a decline and then like a little increase and then a bigger decline. Like the bigger decline is coming. I, I don't see a world where the bigger decline is coming. We're just on one of those little momentary inflation it's moments. A blip. It's, come back it's a blip. It's I'm a blip. I'm telling you, it's a blip. We're going to, you're, everybody's going to look back at, at it and go, don't know why the blip happened, but it happened. And, and then, you know, two, three months from now, we're, we're going to be right where we're supposed to be. Um, I like that dead cat bounce. Yeah. I mean, even dead cats yeah. bounce. So uh, <laughs> I, I think that's what it is. And, and so I'm, I'm not reading as much into it as maybe many others are. And I also believe that many dealers that who will continue to overpay for cars at this particular moment in time uh, will regret it in the not too distant future. Yeah. I completely agree with you on that one pops. Hey, I had an idea. Yeah. I had an idea and I also want to give a, a congratulations to one of our community members. We were looking at the black book data. Uh, what if we put it on used vehicle pages? Like if you're on a vehicle and this dealer is asking yes. $25,850, I'm asking the chat, would it be, nice if there was like a button here that just said like what's the black book value and when you clicked on it it gave you let's do this really quickly how many miles does this have it has fifty thousand miles 50. it just gave you <clears throat> excuse me like you click the button on that page and it just like popped this up like this just popped right up for you 
I'm asking in the you know, chat, I, would that be useful? Should we invest in doing that? Go ahead, Dad. I, I, I would say you don't need the chat to answer that. The answer is yes, it would be useful. Um, and, and it would be beneficial. And, and if, if I can, it would completely, yeah. if, if we're, if, if our search is not already differentiated from every other search out there, and I believe it is, um, it would, it would further differentiate our search by providing consumers with additional information that is important when it comes to knowing a, what to offer for a car and B what the true market conditions are. So I personally believe that that would be a great tool to have, have no idea what it would cost to make it happen. Um, but, <laughs> but I think it would be a great tool to have and hopefully Hopefully the people in the chat would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading the messages and this seems, uh, yeah. Um, Justice, the reason we can't just list it is because we pay BlackBook every single time we hit their API for that data. So we would need the user to trigger it or else we would be going broke pretty quickly. But I definitely see, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, all right, cool. This is super helpful. Thank you guys. This is this is a great way to uh, inform what we do here at Car Edge. I will share this with the team. Maybe it is relatively simple, something we can do in the next week or two. I will have to double check with the team. Now, Dad, I want to share something here. I just yes. had this shared with me very recently. We've got a 2023 Honda Civic. This is a first-time car buyer, folks. What you're looking at here is a first-time car buyer. And okay. what you're seeing there, Dad, is 8.5% off of MSRP on a Honda Civic, a brand new Honda Civic. Look at that, Dad. Look at wow. that. The deals are out there, folks. Congratulations to Ethan and congratulations to Space for getting this deal done. Eight and a half percent off of eight and a half percent off of MSRP on a Honda. Okay. So please, please do not buy into the hype. Do find the right dealer. Let us help you. This is what we do at Car Edge. Ethan's a first time car buyer. Eight and a half percent off MSRP on a Honda. Death. That is incredible. That is, uh, you know, I it, it might make me want to run out and well, no, not really. I I, I really kind of <laughs> like my I really kind of like my mini for whatever reason. But uh, no, that's that's a great sign that even with new car shortages and new car shortages are real or more real for certain brands than other brands, and the Honda being one of them. Um, that's a great sign when you can find a dealer that's willing to work with you. I would, I would also love to find out if there were any, and any incentives from the manufacturer that were involved. Um, because if he's a first time buyer, I'm just assuming that he's perhaps a recent college graduate and, um, and he might have qualified for the recent college graduate uh, rebate, which I believe is five hundred dollars. Um, so yeah. that would help with that discount. Yeah. Well, all I know is Space is one of the coaches on our end, and and the entire team help people like Ethan every single day. And it's awesome to see results like that. And here you go, no grad on that deal, no loyalty. So there you go. Wow! Great job, great job, Space. Yeah.
Incredible yeah, job. Incredible. We've yes. got here, Dad, from Jasmine saying, can you guys add Moonroof, Sunroof as a searchable feature? Jasmine, I'll show you in just a second. We already do have that. And then Sun says, can that data be cached? You don't get charged on every click. No, that is forbidden in the Black Book terms of service. <laughs> I think they understand their business model. No, we, you cannot cache or save the data from Black Book. Part of the challenge in actually working with, with them. But okay, I am going to take that uh, back to the team. So Jasmine, let me show you really quickly. Let's say you're searching for a Toyota Highlander. What you can do, Jasmine, is over here on the left, click on features, and then it should. If it's one of the features associated with that vehicle, it will show up over here on the left. So this will be different as you search for different vehicles. So for example, I didn't see anything with like sunroof or moonroof there, but if I change my search to Acura MDX, now, if I go to features, you, 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 on an Acura seats. MDX, you can't get an MDX without a moonroof, so it's a moot point. There you go, that. but you can see. Yeah, but you can see that to demonstrate, it yes. will show up now in the feature search here. Um, so please avail yourself of right there features. You can use that in combination with obviously like days on market. So if you want to see MDXs that have been on the lot for over 120 days, and then. Just to confirm it, I think I heard everyone say that they would want this. On this vehicle detail page, you want a button to see what the black book values are for this vehicle, in addition to, obviously, price history and things like that. So that'll be information I take back to the team. After and, the and I just start a comment for you. Um, put the black put the book black... behind the paywall of membership. I get my black book through my consumer reports. Yeah, absolutely. I Yeah, this would be a part of Car Edge plus Car Edge Coach. Uh, you'd have to have one of the two to get access to that information. That's for sure. It costs us every single time we hit their API. So no, unfortunately, that we can't make that free. They We write a decent-sized check to them on, a, uh, on an ongoing basis to be able to have access to that information. Yes, but that check also gets us access to, to Jared and uh oh yeah and 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 the whole team at uh, laura and alex when they're gracious enough to come and do our show with us so but i i don't know if they're worth that kind of money <laughs> <laughs> hey dad i'm seeing a couple other questions about the car search come up so i'm going to pull them up here laura wants to know okay. if you can search by interior color and we have can you filter out cars involved in accidents so let me pull this back up on the screen and forgive me i've never done a really good job i think exposing all the different functionality we have. So if you go into color, you can see exterior color and interior color. So you can use those. And then we also have, Dad, under history, yes. clean record. So if a vehicle ah. was not involved in an accident, things like that. And this is pulled from Carfax. So clean record and single owner. So you can actually filter by clean record and single owner all the way down there on history. So right now, just to be clear, we're looking at Acura MDXs with a sunroof or moonroof within a thousand miles of this zip code, sorted by nearest to me that have a clean record and a single owner. So that's what we're wow. currently looking at here. So yes, you have access to all of that. And we can obviously do the colors just as well. Wow. So and there were a total of 49 in a thousand mile area. That's yeah, not a lot. Yeah. 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 That, that's yeah. Not, not a lot. lot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, well, Pops, let's call it. Let's call it a show if it's okay with you. I know we'll be back yes, tomorrow, um, but let's call Pretty it a show. Sure. Let's wish Mom a happy birthday once more. And yes. uh, yeah, let's go have a good afternoon. 
Yeah, happy birthday, dear. Sorry, uh, sorry, we happy weren't birthday, all Mom. together to celebrate, but it is what it is. Um, it's it's not it's not the best of days, but you know, at least we get to talk about it. So, so yeah. uh, I guess that part of it's good. Anyway, we will be back here tomorrow again at noon Eastern, nine Pacific, with more news that you can use from Car Edge. Uh, with your hosts, uh, Zach and Ray. So thanks for being here today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow. And I promise to be just a tad more chipper tomorrow. Um, I'll I'll bring my chipper game tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you, Pops. I love you very much. Thank you, everyone, for being here. See you soon. Love you too, handsome. Thank you. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.